Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Joel Yarmish, and Kayla Walton. Kayla, could you open us up in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Blessed Trinity, we thank you so much for the gift of new beginnings. We thank you for the ability that we have to seek you. Lord, I just pray that you may bless each of us in each chapter of our lives, that we may truly strive to love you more. Our Lady Queen of Hope, pray pray for for us. us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You know, one of the common phrases I always hear, even growing up, is that the only guaranteed thing in life is is change. Like, you Mm -hmm. know... Things are going to change. Things aren't always going to stay the same. And so I figured it'd be a good show to kind of talk about, you know, we're at a point in our lives where things can change rapidly, but in a good sense, you Mm -hmm. know, not like tragedy kind of change, but, you know, new job or, you know, or or something like that. I mean, tragedy can happen, Mm -hmm. but we're as young adults, it's like change happens more rapidly than if we get into later in life. I don't know. What what do you guys think about that? I think that something that's important to note is that, you know, obviously there are those big changes, vocational changes like um, marriage and, you know, obviously, you know, father entering the priesthood or entering a convent. So those are big changes. But I think that it's important to talk about like the, the transitions that happen along in life that, you know, maybe go according to plan and maybe don't. Mm hmm. I mean, so, I mean, there's that, always that, like, moving forward. We want to say we're moving forward, but sometimes that moving mm-hmm. forward means going back and going a different way. I mean, I know there's been plenty of changes in my life. I mean, most recently, my assignment changed. I was at St. Peter's in northern Columbus. Mm-hmm. Now I am in the southern part of the diocese in Scioto and Jackson counties, and I'm doing a lot more driving than I did before. And fishing? Uh no 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 fishing yet no fishing not yet what? I mean it's only been it's only been a couple months since I've changed go ice so, fishing it is literally I- the best thing ever literally there's no it's, ice he's right a, now. he's at a phase well, where I he's under- a, a oh, yeah. fisher of men not a fisherman oh, right okay. now yeah. okay All so. right. well when it gets <laughs> cold and you decide to be a fisherman go ice fishing go ice fishing my dad okay. used to take me when I was little and it was seriously one of the best things oh it's okay. so peaceful anyways I. Don't think that we need to do a whole show on ice fishing, fishing but okay. I love it. Yeah, so we we de- <laughs> we decided before we were going to do a show on transitions, and uh, I couldn't help but think I went through a phase in my life. There was a two year stretch where I learned so much about the importance of God in a in a transitional phase in your life. So, uh, if I can tell a story, I'll try and be brief. Um, I had just recently graduated from college, and I wasn't really sure where my life was going. Uh, I the one thing I did learn was that I needed to have God at the focus of my life. I learned that through a bunch of good influences in my life, but I realized that if my life was going to go anywhere, it had to be with God at the center of it. So as I was growing during this transition phase, um, this prayer came to me in adoration out of nowhere. That was, it was just, Lord, help me become the man that my future spouse would want me to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to weekly adoration, praying that prayer uh, over and over again uh, each week. And out of the blue, Trisha introduced me to who my future spouse and um when she came to me asking if i would like to go on a date with this girl i was like i don't know if i'm ready i don't know if i'm the type of man that i need to be um i took it to prayer and and i just the thing that kept going is like this is where if if i'm not there yet i'm at least heading in the right direction so i i owe it to myself to give it a shot anyway 
long story short, not so short, I transition, um, God helped me through that transition in my life and to finding my vocation. And the only way that I think that I was able to come to that conclusion was through thoughtful prayer mm-hmm. um, and through including God in my transition and not excluding him. And I think that's the important thing that I learned about transitions is that God needs to be included in the transition as opposed to trying to do it all on my, all, all on your own. Yeah. And I think that, you know, an important note too is obviously when we have the time to make those decisions about transition, prayer needs to come first, Mm -hmm. you know, but understanding too, that a lot of changes happen in our lives that we can't control or that we weren't prepared for. And I think that just like Joel said, you know, bringing our Lord into that situation, the moment that it begins is really important. Mm-hmm. And so, so are we making a distinction here? Do we say that like transitions happen and then we need to bring God's will on how we deal with the transitions or do the transitions happen because God wills it? I think uh, that one is when we know a transition is going to happen and there's a decision that takes place, mm-hmm. that's when our Lord, you know, we would obviously invite our Lord in first. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, with your, you know, in your case, mm-hmm. you didn't have a choice in where you were going. It was, this is an assignment and this is what's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously like there are the little transitions throughout your day. Like as a nurse, Trisha, something comes up and like you have to change course. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there's, there's a time where we can obviously ask our Lord's guidance in what transition we should make. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times those choices aren't really ours. They happen and we have to bring our Lord into those situations. Yeah. I guess, is it is it healthier to be like, what be what will be will be? Or should we have a more active approach to like these transitions? Well, like You can ask God for guidance. You can mm-hmm. say, Lord, I, I don't want this, but not my will, your will be done type mm-hmm. deal. And, and you can also, uh, I, I guess... I guess it's situational. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to love every transition in your life and you're not going to love every transition in your life. No. And and yeah. And the role that that God plays is either one of guidance or one of consolation, just like God plays roles in in all parts of life, not just the transitional parts of life, but he's going to be there is either um consolation as in a source of wisdom, mm-hmm. as in a source of under, uh, understanding why is this happening, that that type of situation, I guess. You know, as I'm listening you're listening to a live from St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to us on the radio or online at stgabrielradio.com. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3. My name is Trisha Cass, and I'm joined in the studio by Father Nick Ventura, Julie Armish, and Kayla Walton. And today we're just talking about, you know, the transitions that inevitably happen as a young adult and how we can respond to these transitions and how and if we instigate these transitions or initiate, I guess would be a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk, you know, it's great. And thinking about my own life and my own transitions that I've been on. And I think that I at least have a tendency to over spiritualize. So I think we're spending a lot of time trying to like figure this out and mm-hmm. make it a head game when, um, you know, St. Augustine says, love God, then do as you will. Yeah. Hmm. See, so if I'm loving God, I'll just do what I will. And, and see, but you're you're very. I, I would say that I'm you are very. Maybe I'm a spiritual hippie. No, I was, was going to say oh, you're very. No, well, I don't think Joel's going to say that. I, mean, I think no, you I was conclusions say, there. You have, exactly what he was thinking. You have a very inspirational faith life. Like I'm not saying this just because you're sitting next to me. I look at your your faith life and I say that is something to aspire to. I'm not saying you're a saint right now, but I would say that you're closer to a saint than I am, and that's oh, why. Thanks, Joel. That's why when I said that, I mean. That was a sign of maturity when I was able to do it because it was against my instincts. My instincts mm-hmm. were just to make a decision. And 
I would say I am I'm closer to an everyman than you are, Tricia, in the sense that you you are at a, a more mature point in your face. So maybe what you need to do is more action. But what I need to do is definitely take time to include God in my decision as opposed to make every decision without him. So, but I do understand there's validity in uh, paralysis by analysis, as I guess some people say, where you tend to overanalyze a situation and take no responsibility for your own actions. Um, there's a, a term for that type of spirituality where you believe you have no control. So it doesn't matter what your, what your actions are. I, I do understand that you need to have action, but I don't know. That was just what I was saying is because, it was counterintuitive to the decisions that I had made previously in my life. Yeah, I, thank you. I mean, I, what you're kind of hitting on is like in in those transition and things we can act. I feel like the deadly sin that comes uh, into play during transitions is the sin of sloth. You know, in the two different ways: being mm. too lazy with it, or being too you know so hyperactive, not taking the mm-hmm. time to let God mm-hmm. do His work. I mean, that's the the difference is that like you know laziness, negligence, or asadia. You know, yeah. just that hyperactivity of not letting you know mm-hmm. kind of things happen as God wants mm-hmm. them to happen instead of you know. Um, in place of us, like always having to control all the decisions. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. Like, we're never really gonna know until heaven what God actually wanted. We can just do the best we can. And so, I don't know I, if I agree with that. I I think so. I mean, we just do the best we can, and we make the decision with a pure heart, and then we can trust that God's gonna bless it. So there was a time in my life where I was really, really convicted. I mean, so convicted. I wanted to be a CFR sister. So sure that's what God wanted me to do. And I went there and they just said, you know, through clarity and prayer, we don't know why, but you're not called to this community. We don't, you know, this mm-hmm. isn't what God wants from you. And, uh, you know, uh, so what what am I to do? You know, like I thought for sure that's what God wanted. I was so convicted. I, you know, I told my family, I told my friends I was leaving. Goodbye. See you later in 10 years. I won't have shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And here you are sitting right next to me with shoes. Yeah. With shoes and wearing scrubs. And, you know, and I was I like agonized with my spiritual director. Like I should have said this differently, or maybe I did this, or I shouldn't have, you know, made a big deal about this or whatever you you can think of all these things maybe you should have done and he was just like trisha if it was the will of god you would have been a cfr sister and move on you know right. what i mean but, like but see here's the thing is you know even though i didn't stay with the carmelite sisters i know without a shadow of a doubt that i was supposed to be there so that i could learn some things about myself that i needed to know so that i could experience that so that you know and so like maybe our lord's not maybe our lord's will was for you to go through that process and like you would probably learn more about him and loved him more through that process. So that in and of itself was his will, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was maybe his will for me to walk down that path. Maybe not. I'm not going to know until heaven, but I do know that Adam shouldn't be paralyzed by the past to move into the future of like, I don't know, like, so we can't be so fixated on making the right decision and doing A and B. And I just think that the Lord's going to, Mother Teresa always prayed, if this isn't your will, help it to fall apart right in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? If Lord, if I'm not to put a new roof on this church, help it to fall apart right in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh, and then move move yeah. forward with the roof. And if the Lord doesn't want it, he's going to make it fall apart right in front of your eyes. It's going to yeah. rain. It's going to hurricane. The contractor's going to cancel. It, what do you do? You wake up and you live the next day. Isn't that though over relying on God? Like, isn't that asking God? You can't for- over rely on God. 
But isn't that what you just said? To make the decision? Isn't that what you said? No, I mean, like, you can't over-rely on God. Well, we I have mean, to I rely guess, everything I, on God. I guess God. my question is, is, is that, um, I agree that that's a good prayer to pray. I'm, I'm a total hippie, and maybe you guys are more like... <laughs> I don't think you're a hippie. She's eating I'm just... granola right now, and no, I'm, I'm like a millennial. <laughs> no, I think that's, no, I think I that's don't me. Know. I think that's me playing devil's advocate, which, you know... You tend to do, Trisha, so I guess I'm taking your role. Oh, but I'm just, I'm, I'm questioning the difference between what, what that prayer is and what you said. I, because I pray once and then I'm done. Okay. I mean, I, in a perfect world, I'm not, I, hello, I, I freak, I, you know, I, should I date this boy? Should I not? You know, I think about it way too much. But in a perfect world, I <laughs> say, if this isn't your will, help it fall apart and then I move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't dwell on it. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what? Come on. Okay. All right. But it's so much easier said than done. And oh, I mean, I'm not going to. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is if it falls apart, it is hard for humans to let it go and like not keep going back and keep going back and keep going back and like pursuing that, you know, it's like we can't just say, let it fall apart. And then I'm going to let it go if it falls apart, um, because oftentimes like there are obstacles that we have to overcome, you know, or oftentimes, you know, like that's going to be really hard. I like, agree. But so yeah, I mean, it was hard not to be a sister. It was hard to not marry this man I thought I was going to end up marrying. But because I prayed, like, okay, Lord, if this isn't your will, let it be done. It doesn't take away the feelings of being hard, but at least I don't have right. to wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I, I'm also, you quoted Augustine in the beginning of, of this discussion, like saying, uh, you know, love God and then do what you will. But Augustine always said, uh, work as though everything depends on you. Pray as though everything depends on God. You See, know. that's what it, I guess what I'm saying is once something starts to fall apart, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not supposed to happen. You know, like if every married couple. Well, yeah, but you're still doing what Father Nick said. You're doing the best you can. Right. But what I'm saying is like if if something starts to fall apart, like, for example, Father Nick's roof, if the roof falls. I, hey, hang on. I, I don't. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm All right. Comfortable you know what? This. No, I'll give I'll give you a perfect example. Um, our school. Perfect. Okay. Uh, fine. Not perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Trish is truly I being my sister today. Okay, let's go. Um, okay. So, for example, the school. So, um, for those who do not know, I work at a school. We are like literally at max capacity. We have truly used every square inch of that building. We are overflowing into another building, and we have this beautiful plan to possibly expand the school. And, you know, through the guidance of the bishop, after what happened with our church, you know, he said, like, we need to focus on the church right now. And I agree 100% on that. Mm -hmm. We need to reopen our church without a shadow of a doubt. That is the heart and soul of what we are. But that doesn't stop me. Like, obviously, that plan fell apart. It did. But I still, in my mind, you know, think, okay, once this church is open, we're going to look at rebuilding the school. Like, I didn't just let that go because but I maybe that, you should because the bishop told you to. No, no, no. And you I could, mean, like, of, you no, could try to think of other things. But I'm not going to let it go forever. Like he said, focus on the church and like open up the church again. But what I'm saying is I reached a stumbling block without a doubt. Like I have this in my plan. Mm-hmm. I have this in my heart. Mm-hmm. This was a desire. But, and I have to like let that go for a little bit. But I'm not going to just let it go and not come back to it. You know, and obviously, if the bishop said, don't ever build a new school, clearly I would follow that. But he just said, like, not right now. You need to focus on this. So I hit a major roadblock, but I'm not just letting it go. Because what I'm hearing is that Kayla had a plan, like, here's the timeline when we're getting this school. Oh, that timeline, my timeline is not the same as the timeline that God has. I mean, is what I'm hearing. Like, just because something's hard, don't automatically push it aside and say, I'm going to, like... 
you know, but I mean, in this example, in, in your example, Kayla, that makes sense. In the examples that uh, Trisha provided, that's a different. I mean, there's a time and a right. place where, like, saying this fell apart, we're done. Right. That's there. There's a time and a place for that, and then there's also a time and a place for okay, maybe not right now, right, right. but later. You know, and it's it, it's like it, the this, prayer for serenity. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. I I can't quite Except remember the things I cannot change. Um, Lord, give me the grace to. Um, Except the things I cannot change. To, oh, I'm just gonna. Okay, we're up. gonna look it up. There are so looking many listeners who are probably yeah, like saying, uh, you know, speaking out loud. Like, this is so confused right now. You don't know serenity prayer. Per- but while no, Kayla's looking that up, remember you're listening to a live for more on Saint Gabriel Radio AM eight twenty. Remember you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at SaintGabrielRadio.com. I've bought Kayla enough time. She has looked up the Got prayer. It. What is it? All right, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. That is what it boils down to. Wisdom to know the difference. Wisdom to know, God, should I let this go forever? Mm-hmm. Or, God, are you saying not now? Or, God, are you saying this instead? Like, yeah, and, and we it, need that wisdom and that prayer. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying, Trisha, in the sense that um, you can't, I guess, yeah, over rely on God as a poor phrasing, for, poor choice of words. But, um, you can, you yeah, can't, I didn't mean to attack you. I you, you can't. Re- <laughs> you can't remove. We didn't take remove, it personally. You can't remove free will. Free will from the discussion because that is a gift from God that we must use. And, and I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't want to remove free will. I'm saying we need to rely on our free will more. Like, right, that's Lord, does wake up in the morning. Lord, design my day. Whatever soul I'm in, supposed to encounter, mm-hmm. bring them on. Right, and, and so, then just do whatever I want with my day. So yeah. we've got, been talking about you know the <laughs> Lord's will. Specifically, we've been talking about the Lord's will when things don't necessarily go according to plan. But now let's kind of talk about you know okay, let's say they do go mm-hmm. according to our expectations and things mm-hmm. do change and we do move forward. What do we do with that? Do we forget about it? Do we take lessons from it? I mean. You know, how do, what is it? I know for me, one of the biggest challenges was actually physically moving, you know, my, my life to another part of the state. You know, I had to get my cousins to help me that, that labor, that sweating. I did not enjoy that. That was hard for me. That was actually the biggest challenge, not, you know, getting to know new people. Cause that's just, you know, that I expected that what I did not expect is, you know, the sweating, the, you know, the hurt mm-hmm. back afterwards, all that fun stuff. You know, what mm-hmm. what happens, what do we do when we, in those transitions, get things we did not expect? You know. Say, pray the prayer, Lord, help me to see you in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like every day, my day never, ever goes according to plan, ever. Like mm-hmm. it is just, it is just the fact of my job. Like an emergency comes up, whether it's medical or parent or discipline whatever it is like and it, i have to let that go and then say like okay lord help me to see you in this moment because mm-hmm. it's not what i planned you know and and so in that too like okay lord help me to see you in this moment right i think it's just i don't know i you know when we're confident that we're doing something the lord is asking us to do or created us to do for example so i'm a labor and delivery nurse when i have a woman who's like in the throes of labor you know, painful, it's hard. I always remind her, you were made for this. You Mm -hmm. were made for this. You can do this. You were made for this. You were made to be this baby's mom. Your body's made to have this child. And, you know, so like, I don't know. One time I, this is kind of a lame example, but I remember like 
I had hiked this mountain and I was so tired and it was hard. And I got to the top of the mountain and I'm like, I was made for this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was made to climb this mountain. You just, sometimes you just know that you are like right where you should be. Right. And it's like, a, there's that feeling. And so, of- well, yeah, it's like, father, you know that you are made to be a priest. I know that you are made to be a priest. <laughs> As and so, I found out. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like when things get hard, you know, and stuff hits the fan and your roof's leaking and, you just tell yourself, like, yeah. I was made for this. St. Joan of Arc said... I was made to fix this leak. Yeah. Praise God. St. Joan of Arc said, I am not afraid. I was born to do this. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, and, and I mean, yeah. the, I talk She's about, awesome. like, a lot of times when people ask me, how do I know what the will of God is? And, you know, an example that I received when I asked that same question is, like, there's a difference uh, between peace and tranquility. People mm-hmm. think that peace means everything's tranquil. Mm-hmm. No. Peace, having peace, everything could still be, you know, falling apart and falling in, but there's a sense of, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, this is how it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. This is what I was made for. Mm -hmm. You know, everything could be in turmoil, but saying everything in its proper place. God Mm -hmm. is first, and then, you know, everything just kind of clicks where it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, Where tranquility is that, like, okay, everything's Mm -hmm. serene and there's no turbulent Mm -hmm. waters. Um, And so I I imagine, I mean, Kayla, Mm -hmm. I imagine you have a lot of, you know, you might have peace in some things, but it's not necessarily tranquil. Or, you know, Joel, (laughs) you know, with two, you know, young daughters, I can't imagine your house. I haven't been in your house before. It's not always tranquil in the house. Am I mistaken? Two kids under two? What's not tranquil about that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it it can be pretty stressful, but there is, there's still a peace presence. I mean, you want to talk about like what it's like having peace, but no tranquility and and part of a young family. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you nailed, you nailed it on the head. Um, it's the important thing I, we have found in our family is to understand what our final destination is, where our goal is. And I think you guys have all mentioned it is that we all know where our journey is supposed to end up. The Mm -hmm. thing that we don't know and that we're learning every day is what path are we going to take to get there? Um, you know, mine's, mine's the marriage highway, right? But we don't know exactly where it's going to, where it's going to go off on the road. And I think that in times where it doesn't feel very tranquil, um, you, we, we find peace knowing that, um, at least we know where we're going mm-hmm. and, um, it, the road's going to have curves. It's going to be bumpy, but we know exactly where we're going. And when you've got one baby crying because you can't pick them up because the other baby's crying because they can't get comfortable. And, and then you're crying because everybody else is crying. <laughs> um, it's really, it's, it's peaceful knowing that at least you have direction in your life and right. at least you know where you're going. So mm-hmm. precisely. Yeah. And I think too, you know, we obviously know ourselves. So my level of stress is going to be much different than someone else's and vice versa. So I think that, you know, something that's really important to keep in mind in the midst of change is to be self-aware and Mm -hmm. understand like, okay, you know, we can handle a certain amount of change, but at some point in time, we're going to hit that point where we feel agitated or we feel stressed or we feel overwhelmed and knowing our bodies, knowing our hearts, knowing our souls enough to say, I need to take a minute and like, Breathe. Yeah. yeah. And like breathe and just remind myself like our Lord is present in this change. Our Lord is present in this change. And just like be so cognizant of that and like physically make yourself stop 
if you're able and just like remind yourself of that. And it can kind of, I don't want to say recenter because it's a little new agey, but it can well, like refocus you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just, you know, put it, put yourself back on the path to put yourself back. Right. Okay. What's really in perspective here yeah. in the long reign run of things? What's mm-hmm. really important? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, recently I, I kind of went through a, you know, just a hard time among a relationship with a friend. And at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what? I'm still here. I'm still happy with what I do. Yep. It's not really the end of the world. Yes, that ended, but you mm-hmm. know, hey, we move on, you grow up and yeah. you learn from that. Like you learn something more about yourself when things don't necessarily go mm-hmm. your way. Um, you know, it's it's it can be beautiful to go through transitions, to go through those mm-hmm. different parts of life. Yeah. Much, um much like anything that that you come through in your life transitions, you can let transitions I guess, be a bad thing or be a good thing. If you learn to grow from them, it mm-hmm. can be a very good thing. If you get lost in transition, um, then it can be a very bad thing. So I think it all depends on how we mm-hmm. react to the transition, not yeah. the transition itself. Yeah, and right. how we respond to it, mm-hmm. you know. And pr- primarily, we want to, you know, find that thread of Christ, that, you know, mm-hmm. how Christ is walking with us on that journey. In mm-hmm. what ways is he closing some doors but opening others saying go this way instead of that way um you know it can be good to reflect on it after the fact you know mm-hmm. they say hindsight is 2020 um mm-hmm. you know maybe it's just at the moment okay i can't really see god's will right now but i'm just going to follow what i feel is his will and right. then after the fact reflect pray mm-hmm. look at what happened and say god where were you here mm-hmm. i couldn't see you then Help me see you now. Sometimes that's all we can do um, with that kind of stuff. I think we've had a good conversation about transition. I don't know about you guys. Yep, I think so too. Okay. Well, um, you know, this... (laughs) (laughs) Ready to go change. Well, you ready to go change? (laughs) Or transit? Uh, Never mind. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Joel, could you close this in prayer before kind of closing everything up? Uh, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all that you have given us. Thank you for the opportunity to grow. Thank you for the opportunity to pursue you. We thank you for the constant call that you um, have for us. We pray that we have the strength to listen to your call, to seek your guidance, and to accept um, all the changes uh, in our lives. and and we pray, uh, angel of God, my guardian dear, dear to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to delight, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, you can Amen. listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand at com. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Father Nick Ventura. We're joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Joel Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. We're here with you. Please pray for us, and we'll pray for you. God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Who